0: The Pro Wrestling Ball. 35 short stories including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim, Tim Storm. Storm. Along with 300 photos from the, the independent scene. scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com Russellville. or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille. It's, it's where wrestling, wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling? comedy, and combat sports, then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more.
1: Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the Five Three One, where we take
2: any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform
1: as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to.
2: We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the numbers 82 Designs. 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F O U R 82 Designs at FOUR 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to FOUR82Designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon we're going to be rolling out some high quality t shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs.
0: First off, the light years look better than our first one, also like survived the vibe washer and dryer. They look good and they're good quality.
2: Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily we'll be getting some more in hopefully before we start selling them to fans, but that's F-O-U-R-8-2-designs.
0: All right, guys, combat cast in the house. And we are going to talk about UFC 272 from this past weekend. We're going to talk about this week's upcoming Fight Night card. We're going to have a little fun at the end and talk about a couple of Dream Bellator versus UFC matchups we'd like. And
1: maybe some Stepe and Ty just got announced. But before we do that, tell them what we got coming up. UFC Fight Night Volkov versus Aspinall. That's going to be a, an early card over in London. We're looking forward to that. March 26th, we got Fight Night UFC Fight Night Blades versus Dukakis. Mm. Big heavyweight fight and another big heavyweight fight. And then on April 2nd, we're going to be previewing UFC 273 Volkanovski versus the Korean Zombie.
0: Okay. Ooh, sounds pretty good. Where's that fight taking place, too?
1: I'm not sure where that one is. I assume it's going to be in Vegas, but... I okay. didn't, I didn't look that far into it.
0: Okay. I was hoping for another early show, early pay-per-view. That'd be nice. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, we might start seeing those now that the world's opening up a little bit. We got world war three. So COVID's, you know, yeah. COVID's um, taking the back burner right now. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this past weekend. You have 272, man. We opened up in the main card, which Sergey Spivak versus Greg Hardy. Spivak TK owed him. Was this surprising the way it went down?
1: No. I don't think so. Greg Hardy came in. He looked doughy. I, I guess, yeah, I am a little bit surprised thinking about how this was his last fight on his UFC contract. You would think, you know, he's fighting for an opportunity to sign another contract. You would think he would be putting his best foot forward. Coming in in shape, but I'm not surprised. He's just not at that level. I, he hasn't been doing MMA long enough. He's a great athlete and he has great power, but that's about it. I, I think we've seen that all we're going to see of him in the UFC. Do you think he lacks
0: the motivation to do what it takes to be the best in this sport?
1: No, I don't think so. I think, you know, to be, you know, an all pro player in the NFL, yeah. it takes a certain mentality, you know, that doesn't only translate to the NFL. You, it's a mentality you carry through life, I would assume. So I'm sure he's motivated. It's just very, very hard to get to that top level. Yeah. It takes a lifetime of martial arts training for most people.
0: Yeah. And I mean, getting thrown to the wolves early can be a curse.
1: Absolutely. It is. The UFC is not a place that you can come in and learn. Not anymore. Anyway, you, you have to already have the tools and the experience to be a top-level fighter.
0: Randy's asking about those thoughts on Kobe Horry fight. We are going to get there, sir. But first, Kevin Holland, Brazilian cowboy Alex Oliveira. I thought Holland looked good here. He got caught a couple times, but to me, he just showed his toughness and turned it on. I thought he looked great with the striking. I think especially, you know, he looks he looks good at welterweight. Like, now that it looks like he's actually committing to his weight class. What'd you
1: think? I thought he was good. He, he didn't talk a bunch of shit in the octagon which I thought was a little bit weird but he looked calm and you know composed in there he was lucky that when cowboy got his back he he did those thumbs up he was lucky that that was the end of the round that's what kept him safe but I mean he outclassed cowboy in the feet for sure obviously he finished him so I I do agree I think welterweight is going to be much better for him with wrestling being his weakness you know not going up against these bigger guys at middleweight right that can only help him so get the experience at the smaller weight class too although all the best you know the top two welterweights are kamaro sure. great wrestler colby great wrestler yeah. so going to be tough once he gets up there you know hazmat
0: hosmat yeah. is another one great wrestler it's actually so. a little sidebar we didn't talk about but hosmat i saw a uh, interview from a few weeks ago i think it was uh with or maybe even just recently with bisping on rogan and they were talking about hazmat darren till was talking about training with hazmat it's like he's just a beast and he's so good on his feet and in the wrestling room but people don't understand how good his cardio is because we haven't had to see it but they right. said he's just an animal in that aspect too
1: Right. I did hear Chael talking about uh, he saw Hazmat training at the PI and he said exactly what Bisping said. He looks phenomenal. And, you know, if anyone shows him a little bit of uh, resistance and he has to go into a later round or something, he could even bump it up to another level. So we'll see. He's gonna get his opportunity, especially if he beats Gilbert Burns. Oh
0: yeah. And then we had Bryce Mitchell versus Barboza. Bryce Mitchell turning it on with the wrestling. That's what I saw here. And I was impressed because Barboza's still a very tough customer. So I am very interested. This is obviously was Mitchell's toughest fight. I'm interested to see where we go next with him.
1: Right. I was super impressed with Mitchell as well. He dropped Barboza with a left hand. That. I thought was the highlight of the fight for him cuz he showed a skill set I didn't think he really had. I think he's going to get a highly ranked opponent next. He only has one loss that loss is outside the UFC. I think he's just looking better and better every fight too. So the commentary team was comparing him to Habib. I think it's a little bit early for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, He does look very dangerous, high pressure grappling. He's going to be tough to deal with for a lot of fighters in that division.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see him. I'm looking at this featherweight rankings. Number six is Josh Emmett just sitting out the top five. I think that might be a good one because Emmett's got that power and he's got the wrestling skills. So what's I think
1: up? Maybe maybe a year?
0: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. that'd be a step up. That'd be, that'd good. be a big
1: step up, but Producer what's up, Joe? Gerald,
0: what's up? Randy wants our thoughts on Kevin Lee, Diego Sanchez. I'll do a quick sidebar on that because I don't have a lot of thoughts on it. Diego is a little past, well, he's past his prime. And Kevin Lee, I think, needs to get his career jump-started. So I expect Kevin Lee to be successful there. I don't care how motivated Diego is. He could be motivated. Maybe he makes a fight out of it and good for him. But Kevin Lee, on his game, should win that fight at this point in their career.
1: I think this is Kevin Lee's last shot at doing this career. It puts a lot of pressure on him. I don't think he does super well under the pressure. Mm. Diego Sanchez is a savage in every aspect of the word. He is absolutely insane. So uh, I don't think he's going to be feeling the pressure. Okay. I hope that Kevin Lee wins, but.
0: Yeah. You put an
1: interesting spin on it for me though.
0: (laughs) We'll see what happens. It was Andrews versus Mocano rj look good coming back brother i thought for sure that he was gonna be maybe a little step behind because all the inactivity not so much this man looks like he's ready to take out some of these guys i don't know if it's gonna be well off the way this is a weight at 160 so i'm kind of i think
1: he's he's kind of settled back down to 155 unless you know connor comes and wants to fight him at 170 or something like that i I think he's more comfortable at 155 at this point yeah see what happens what'd you think I mean, we talked about it last week, whether he was going to come back rested or rusty, and obviously it was rested. He looked phenomenal. Moicano put up a good fight. I thought that his corner could have stopped it, or the ref, or the doctor, or anyone could have stopped that fight You know, around three or four. Yeah. I was really surprised that they let it go to around five, but moicano showed in that fifth round that he was still game and you know he he fought his ass off in that last round i did feel like rda maybe was taking a little bit easy on him because he knew he had already won he didn't want to beat the guy up too bad and you know take years off his career or his life so we'll see what's next for rda and i know that he called out the connor fight he said he didn't want to fight Faziv, who was his original opponent but it kind of makes sense fazeeves you know quite a bit lower down the ranking rda is older so he doesn't want to be fighting backwards i'd kind of like to see the connor fight i, I think he beats connor at 155 and at 170 so
0: so i got one for you i was just think about we're going next we're going to talk about hooray and covington i know you said he's comfortable at lightweight but i bet a money fight with Jorge at welterweight would interest him and it'd be an interesting matchup because I still think Jorge is a dog on the feet but I do think Dos Andros has the wrestling once again to probably not the wrestling to the level of a Kobe though so I think it's a more favorable matchup for Masvidal but I don't Plus know. he's
1: bigger bigger than Kobe you know
0: yeah R- so. I mean
1: RDA is smaller than Kobe right
0: so. so I think yeah I don't know I don't know who I would pick in that one I think I'd lead Masvidal I think he's still got something. I know you think he's, you know, Overrated. I mean, Nate Diaz, but I mean, you know, and RDA is talented, but there is a level. Like, Moswell still is a very good fighter. He's just not at that level, I think, that we thrusted him in there in the welterweight. He's not a Covington. He's not an Usman. I don't think he's a Burns or a Hazmat, or we're going to find out
1: about Hazmat,
0: but you know what I mean? But I think he's right below low there still, so it'd be interesting. I think that'd be two evenly matched guys if they did that.
1: RDA has been champ before. I mean, he is a bit older, but so is Jorge, so. Yeah. I just think that I like Masvidal. I've said this before, but I do think that his skills are overrated. If he gets favorable matchups, he can do very well. But it's hard to knock people out when you're being pressured and you're going backwards. And that's what intelligent fighters who can wrestle are going to do. They're going to pressure him, put him up against the cage, and it's hard for him to knock people out. Now, you know, we'll talk about the Colby, Masvidal fight and all it takes is that one second, you know, one slip in those five rounds and you get clipped like Colby did. And he's lucky he didn't get knocked out. He has a great chin, but he did get knocked down and it was from one shot. So he always has that chance. He's explosive. He's accurate. He's very composed. Like maybe one, one of the most composed fighters in the octagon. He never looks flustered or nervous. You know, even when he's in uncomfortable positions, maybe a little bit frustrated, but I think that serves him well. But I bet money on RDA, I think, in that fight. So
0: some more uh, here real quick. All right. So I obviously, we both thought Covington was going to win this fight. So it was what it was. I think we called it. Actually, it was a little more of an exciting fight, I think, than maybe we thought.
1: He did Uh, more striking than I thought he was going to, for sure.
0: So hats off to that. Joe thought it was a great card overall, which, you know, Joe's a casual fan. So for Joe liked this card, I thought that was pretty good. So I was just thinking, did we ever get Poirier and Leon Edwards?
1: No, that fight never happened.
0: Yeah. So that could be something maybe we could see. And in that same vein too, what do you think about Kobe's call out of Dustin Poirier?
1: It's a fight I would certainly watch. It's a big money fight. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. See, the problem is... What do you do with Colby now? Because he's the number 1 contender. He's shown right. that he belongs at that spot, but he has two losses to Usman, the champ. Yeah. So, do you give him that third fight or, you know, what do you do with him? It, See, it's it's hard. So, he's trying to figure something out. Yeah. Um that's an that's an option. I know that Dustin said, I saw on Instagram or something, he said it he doesn't want Colby to make any money off of him he mm. if he sees him in the street you know it's on right there they're they're both going to jail or whatever but it'd be stupid to deny colby money when really he would be making a lot of money from that fight also yeah. so
0: i like the fight personally and i'll tell you why because i think they're both in the same position like right. Dustin had that shot a couple times at the belt and he's kind of in limbo and you know, Kobe's kind of in limbo. The question would be what weight do you do it at? I'm sure Kobe would want it at welterweight, but if I was Dustin, I'd push for like maybe a catch weight, but I'd be interested to see like Dustin at welterweight too, just to see how he looks, how he performs.
1: He looks like he's big enough to fight a welterweight for sure. He's huge. Yeah. Yeah. He's a
0: long way from those featherweight days. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. He'd never yeah, make featherweight now for sure.
0: No, but I like the fight, potentially. I think it gives him something to do. And Dana did say that, you know, Kobe, you know, if he keeps winning fights, he's going to have to be in that position to uh, get a title shot again. But, you know, if Hazma... Usman
1: said that also. He said it's not outside the realm of possibility. Right. He wants to put a, a stamp on a victory over Kobe. It was too close for him, he said.
0: Yeah, so the thing is, I think, is just that, in the meantime, you do have to keep busy, though. And I think a big money fight with Dustin Poirier... I got no problem with that. I say, you know, you could put it on pay-per-view for a big card. You can do uh, ESPN, ABC. But I I
1: think that would be good in the future. So we assume Leon Edwards is getting the next title shot, right? Against Usman? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of just a real logjam up there at the top, but yeah. I, I would assume Leon Edwards gets the title shot. He's been waiting. Hamza and Gilbert Burns are going to fight. So maybe Colby we'll fights shot. the winner or the loser. He fights one of those guys next because I don't think I he's think fought so. either one, right? So
0: that'd be, yeah, especially if he doesn't like, I can see with the Dustin fight, would be more intriguing for him because he's obviously got the experience at Welterweight. It's a bigger money fight and it keeps him busy in the meantime, but you. Yeah, if that doesn't happen, I would say the loser of Burns, Ozma because the winner of that should probably get a title shot. If Burns sure. wins, give him a rematch. And if Hosma wins, then no question. Right. Well, all right. Let's get to this weekend's fight card. Let's start off with the first fight on the main card. Not too familiar with Bruno Silva. Silva, it's a name I definitely heard. Bruno Arida do Silva. But he's taking on Alex Pereira. We know about Alex Pereira. Alex Pereira's the guy, he's 4-1 and one in MMA, but he was an elite kickboxer, and he has two victories over Stylebender. What's up, Dirty Heels in the house? Kofi Weedston, thanks for joining in, buddy. Always promoting our shit on Instagram, so we love you guys. This fight, man, I'm looking at this guy Bruno Da Silva, too, though. Chevy, he's 22-6. Mm-hmm. He's on a seven-fight win streak, 3-0 in the UFC, all finishes... And he has a performance of nice twice. So although we haven't seen much of him, <laughs> guess we've been sleeping
1: on his ass because this looks like a very intriguing fight. As I read those stats to you now, the perfect storyline. If you're, you know, <laughs> right. we're we're looking, you know, as wrestling fans or whatever, you're thinking the perfect storyline. You build Pereira up to this fight, this mega fight, right? With Izzy. So what do they do? They give him the hardest matchups from some of the people who've never heard of. Right. Who makes these fights?
0: Like, what are know. they doing? Let me see something here, though. Just out of curiosity, this guy's record. Like I said, he's twenty-two and six overall, nineteen by knockout, three decisions. Okay, so no submissions.
1: Okay, so they, uh-huh. they're thinking he's going to strike with a superior striker,
0: right? And actually, this guy's three and zero with knock. So maybe they just like fuck it. Let's see who the real prospect is here. I guess. But why not try to build two
1: prospects? (laughs) I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, maybe they don't think Pierre is really going to make it to that level because he was looking a little rough in his first UFC fight. He did end up catching the guy with a flying knee and knocking him out. But before that happened, it didn't look great for him. So maybe they don't really believe he can get to that level. But he currently is a name. You know, we're talking about him. There's a story. So. Maybe they're hoping that Bruno can steal his hype.
0: I don't know.
1: Anyway, it should be an exciting fight, sounds like. Yeah, it's
0: a little hard to pick a winner. Based on that experience level, I kind of want to go Bruno Silva almost, but I'm on the Alex Pereira hype train, so since I haven't seen enough of Bruno's fights, I'm just going to go with what I know. But, man, reading those stats, it's kind of like, <laughs> we're going to have an interesting one.
1: Right. I was thinking, Bruno, until you said that basically all his finishes are knockouts. So I'm going to assume that Alex is a better striker. He probably gets it done via knockout.
0: Yeah, I think so. Randy was asked any underrated fights you're looking forward to next week. I think this one, (laughs) actually.
1: Uh, Chris Moutinho, who fought, he's the green-haired guy who fought Sean O'Malley on short notice. (laughs) He's on the prelims, I think, so maybe keep an eye out for that one. I don't know if the guy will really amount to much in the FC, but I'm glad he's getting a second shot after yeah. taking a ass whooping.
0: He's fighting a guy named Guido Canetti, who's on a three-fight losing streak. So given this performance on show notice, I'd say this is a fight. They are actually preparing for him to win. We'll see how it goes. Then we got Terrence McKinney, who's been beating everybody's ass so far, taking on Drew Dober. Drew Dober, a very tough matchup for anybody, though. Lightweight. What do you got here?
1: I'm going to go with Terrence just because he keeps finishing people in the first round. So until we see that stop, I think I'm going to go with him. I think that Drew will engage with him early, too. So I think he's going to get knocked out in the first round again. Keep that hype train going.
0: I hope you're right. I'm excited about this guy. Then we got Khalil Roundtree back. His last one was September. He had a TKO victory via leg kicks. Mm -hmm. That's always exciting. He's really good with those leg kicks. He's taking on Carl Robinson, the guy I've seen a few times. But he's on a two-fight losing streak. Well, I feel like these are two exciting fighters, but both could probably use the win. Who do you have here?
1: I'm going to go with round three via TKO, probably early in the second round. I, I think his Muay Thai is just on another level since he was training in Thailand and has come back. So I think you're going to see him kick the legs early, hurt him, and then maybe, you know, finish him with some punches up top
0: i agree with that i won't fight you on that one i was kind of i think roundtree's just been looking really sharp those last couple fights uh mm-hmm. even the ones he lost he was looking good then we got so duke yousef first alex career casaris oh,
1: yes. yep
0: saris thank you yeah bruce, bruce leroy
1: bruce leroy that's
0: right on the biggest win streak of his career i think it's like maybe five six fights in a row
1: He's really rounded out his MMA game for sure. Yeah,
0: he's been great. I really like this story of him. And Youssef is coming off a loss, but before that he was undefeated. Mm-hmm. He had lost to Arnold Allen in his last fight here by a decision. So actually, no, he had one of the loss earlier. Right. This-
1: yeah, earlier, yeah.
0: So I don't know. I like I think Caceres is very well rounded in the experience. I kinda like him in this fight. I think the win streak keeps going.
1: Uh, i'm gonna agree with you i think yusuf is a great kickboxer but i think that alex is going to take him to the ground and submit him probably i'm gonna say in the first round i think he engages very shortly with a stand-up takes him down and submits him
0: there we go then we got a nicole main mal Marais. Former Bantamweight contender, champion and other promotions, who's on a losing streak, I think, three fights in a row now, is it? No, it's three, but he's lost four out of his last five and actually arguably lost that one to Aldo in between.
1: Yeah, he definitely mm-hmm. did lose that fight. That was bullshit.
0: Yeah, taking on Song Ledong. I feel like Marias is just, his confidence hasn't been where it should be. People are pressuring him. They find out that he can be broken, and ever since that, I think Cejudo kind of gave the blueprint, actually. And I think Sean Ladong, who's on a two-fight win streak and has had really good fights and performances in the nights, I think he's durable. I think Morales can put some pressure, still fight you in that early round, but I think Sean Ladong is going to survive if there is any issues, and I think he's going to finish him in round two.
1: I am not a fan of Marlon Morales. I think he's a quitter. and Like you said, I think Cejudo, the Cejudo fight showed that, but... I think stylistically, Song Yudong is a good matchup for him because he's going to engage mostly in striking. I don't know. We'll see. It, he does fight out of Team Alpha Male, right? So yeah. he has gradually been working on his wrestling. If if he takes a wrestling-heavy approach, I think he'll get Marlon tired very quickly yeah. and and Marlon will quit. But he's also a great striker. So I, I think that Song Yudong is going to engage in the striking. He's probably going to get like head kicked. KO'd or something. I'm going to say early. If the fight goes late, then Song Yudong is going to win via decision, I think.
0: Main event, Magomed Anakolov.
1: Anakolayev.
0: Anakolayev. Taking on Tiago Santos. I want to point out Anakolayev here first. This guy has got performance of the night three times, and he's 16-1. and one. His one lone loss, debut in the UFC against Paul Craig a fight that he was winning, and he lost with one second left. He got caught in a triangle choke in round three, the final round of the fight. This guy's pretty much undefeated is what I'm getting at. Like, I mean, he got caught. He lost the fight, but he's that good. An
1: undefeated person named Magomed. Hmm.
0: Yeah. This does not look like a fun night for Tiago Santos. Tiago came back and beat Johnny Walker in his last one. But he had, uh, what, two knee knee surgeries at one point?
1: When he fought John Jones, he tore all the ligaments in both of his knees.
0: Yeah, and then he came back. He lost two, and then he just won recently. But I think this is a bad, bad matchup.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go with Magomed and Goliath, only because his name is Magomed, and like you said, he's basically undefeated. He's very well-rounded, too. He's good standing, unlike you know a lot of these dagestani guys are very wrestling heavy well magomed he has great stand-up as well so he can control where the fight goes but if he wants to keep it standing he can santos just hasn't looked the same since that john jones fight before that he was knocking everyone out he had you know rumble johnson-esque you know knockout power and he just hasn't really been able to show that i mean he beat johnny walker but johnny walker blew his shoulder out doing the worm or whatever and he hasn't been the same since then so i i think i I think santos although i like him very much i think he's probably gonna lose this fight and think he might get knocked out i'm gonna say round three okay i hope not because i like him i'd like to see him get back to form but
0: yeah i wouldn't be upset if tiago pulled off an upset here yeah i don't see it but it'd be yeah it'd be fun every once in a while it's good to get those upsets too (laughs) right for sure all right, before we get into our final segment, Tai Tuavasa versus Stipe Miocic is set for the works. I think it's the target in July. Man, you got to favor Stepe. I think, based on uh, resumes here. And he's such a well-complete fighter. But, man, I really like this tie story. And I love Stepe. but I just love this Tai Avassa coming back. And I just think he'd be so fun to get a title shot. And you know what's interesting, too? I'll throw this wrinkle in there. They're still working on his contract with Francis Nagano. And nothing's been settled yet. <laughs> it's probably possible that Francis could be out of the company by then. And this could be like for the vacated world championship.
1: I don't think he will be out only because I'm thinking, I think I remember something about how his contract, he it ran for an extra year, even though that right. was his last fight just because he's a champion or whatever. Obviously, he'll sit that whole year out because he has to have knee surgery or something. Okay. So I, I don't think that he'll be out of the company, but if he hasn't signed a deal by then, well, no, he's probably not coming back. Um, they game. might do an interim yeah. title before that, but I, they'll be the interim champion until Francis vacates, I think. So. I'll agree with Randy. So
0: I could catch him, and I think that's the exciting part about this fight, but you do have to favor Stipe, I would think.
1: Right. Ty's wrestling is not very good. His cardio is good for someone that has to cut to 265, but Stipe has great cardio. Mm -hmm. The only thing you have to worry about is Stipe's been knocked out more recently. It's heavyweight, so it happens. But he's also getting older. He's inactive, and, and he's, you know, in fight years, he's old. So father time comes for you in that octagon and all of a sudden you're a shell of what you used to be so that could happen at any fight for him so i would actually assume that ty will probably win this
0: oh wow okay i mean i'm kind of pulling for it but i i don't know i'm not as confident but yeah i think there are makings for an upset so let's finish up mr randy i you wanted this segment so just a couple fights so we might even do this again down the road i had two particular fights that i came up with they were most interesting to me one was the middleweight because we kind of talked about this last week i think it was gay garden at bellator he might very well be the best middleweight in the world he's a complete fighter he, he just does it all he's so experienced and he's looked better as time went on and you got style bender who is just been almost flawless when it comes to striking and no one's been really able to touch him at middleweight there's been a few people that made it uh, competitive, but he keeps getting better and better and working on his skills. Mm-hmm. I think this would be the most interesting matchup if we ever do promotion versus promotion in terms of elite. Like, this is the one I would want to see. I think you had the hot take of Gay Guard when we were talking about this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I'd still go Style Bender, but I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's a pick em. I think it's definitely like I, whoever's going to be able to force their game plan. I would not be shocked if Musashi shut him down. I would be very interested to see. Obviously, they're both going to weigh the same technically, you know, on the scales. But if Gegard came in looking a little bigger, I think that almost might be the key to success.
1: Right. He, he could wear on Izzy a little bit because Izzy is he's not heavy, but he's tall. He's big even for middleweight. So I think if Gegard decided... If this fight ever happened, if Gagar decided that he was going to be intelligent and not just let his ego show and try to strike with Izzy, if he did just enough striking to get in close and go for takedowns, he's so much better on the ground. He's bigger. I think he just kind of big big brother around once it got to the ground and Izzy would be in trouble. Now, if they were in a kickboxing match, you know, if it oh, yeah. turned into a kickboxing match, I'd favor Izzy. Gagar has great stand-up. I think he could hang with him, but I think he'd get outpointed. You know, Izzy
0: did pull that triangle at one time against Kelvin Gastelum, but Gagar's bigger than Kelvin too. So
1: way, way bigger. Gastelum should be fighting at welterweight. Yeah. Gagar knocked out Mark Hunt at heavyweight so yeah
0: i don't think he, he's tapped him out but he yeah
1: tapped he tapped
0: him out he yeah. beat he a yes, he he beat a heavyweight
1: one of the best heavyweights yes
0: absolutely so the other matchup that was interesting but interesting is for a different reasons a.j mckee featherweight undefeated champion great prospect however this is the difference like this division the ufc featherweight is so effing stacked i mean the champion volkanovsky Alexander, that's the one i was thinking here obviously champion versus champion but man if you go just a guy below right now you're talking about max holloway you go a guy below that you're talking about brian ortega you got a little bit that, you're talking like what yeah rodriguez i don't know if aj mckee can be any of those guys i just mentioned <laughs> so but it right, will-
1: Malcolm, he's not even the best featherweight in in the ufc you know right so he's yeah. the champ but he lost some he won some shitty decisions, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel that way kind of like um, we weren't going to do this one, but like Sergio Pettis as the Bantamweight champ, like, I'm happy for him. It's right. great, but you ain't beating Yon. I don't think you're beating Sterling either. Not I beating don't TJ. Think beating or TJ. Any of these guys. I don't
1: think you beat Dom. I, I think Cruz yeah. would, be, would beat him, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Aldo. <laughs> this is yeah, so Aldo, and it, yeah. Yeah. So, when you get to those weight classes, for whatever reason, I just feel like the UFC shines. Now, Patricio Pitbull, the one that's the lightweight champ, he obviously would be a little bit of a different story, but
1: even him,
0: I don't know. Like, I don't necessarily think he beats Gaethje or Oliver. He beat
1: Chandler. So.
0: He did. You know? I don't know if that happens every time out, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So. I agree. I'm with you. Him. You know, th- th- this could be a lot of fun see some of these matchups but really honestly like we were talking off air too like the, the wrestling of Bader maybe against Nugano but Jesus man I, I,
1: take Francis out of it assume he's gone like okay. a matchup against let's I, say A wins or Ty yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's a pretty good matchup his wrestling is you know yeah.
0: he his, would be good go next, next level, yeah. yeah he's he's size wise he's not undersized against Bay. those could be some fun matchups sure I, I would agree with that it's like um, having
1: a slightly, you know, diminished Daniel Cormier, you know? Right. Yeah, because, I mean, he
0: didn't do so well against some of the light like, heavyweights at UFC when we're talking, like, Rumble, Cormier, and that upper echelon. I think um, he's
1: grown since then, though. Yes, yeah.
0: But, yeah, I would not like his matchup. Because I just don't think he's taken down Nagano, and I think he's getting worked. He's getting clipped on the way in yeah. the for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So, I'll respect a lot of the Bellator fighters. There's some great ones out there, and I think some of them would do well. But just these particular matchups we're talking about now. I mean, the light heavyweight, I don't know much about Nemkov, but he seems to be impressive. He's got some wins. He beat Bader. I think he would do fine against Glover. Might even be able to beat Glover. Glover's an older man, you know, but still.
1: Again, Glover's on. not even the best fighter in his weight division in the UFC yeah I don't think so either
0: yeah I think that's always been my thing with the UFC versus Bellator comparisons like there's some great Bellator champions and fighters but it's the depth the mm -hmm. depth of the UFC is what makes everything different we've been to Bellator cards there's fun little fight cards in that thing but if you look at the records it's two and two versus maybe three and one they have
1: losing record fighters Yeah. Uh, yeah On those cards, you know? So,
0: whereas in the UFC, we have guys with either, you know, like 20, 30 fights or guys with less fights, maybe, but they're like ranked already. It's like, it's the best of the best all the way down. Even these cards that we're complaining about because it's so oversaturated, there's still a bigger debt in this company than any company that I can see, at least in North America.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. On that note, I guess let's just tell the people what we got coming up. March 19th, UFC fight night, Volkov versus Nath versus Aspinall. That's going to be in London. That'll be an early card, which we're looking forward to. March 26th, USC Fight Night Blades versus Dukakis. So that's two heavyweight fight nights in a row. We're getting... Either very, very boring, tired five-round fights, or we're going to see some exciting knockouts. And then April 2nd, we got UFC 273, Volkanovski versus Korean Zombie. I am excited for this. I think matchup-wise, that's going to be a very good fight. Two super tough guys.
0: Zombie training with Cejudo, though we both said it's probably a little too late in the career with not enough time to make that difference. Zombie is a guy I think it's always, he's game to fight and he's always prepared is he evolved durable
1: also i think that's going to be important his durability Mm -hmm. against volkanovski
0: size wise too what kind of game plan did they come up with
1: hopefully he's learning a bunch of takedown defense he can nullify volkanovski's takedowns and maybe volkanovski will get a little bit tired yeah and then korean Zabi can work him on the stand up we'll see i I think that's going to be a good matchup
0: it would be excited if Zombie pulls off the upset and we got Zombie versus Holloway for the title, just stylistically. That's like a God.
1: tough matchup for Max. I think yeah. Zombie is very tough for him because of his durability and he has great cardio too. So
0: yeah. All right, guys. That's gonna be it for this week. This was a fun episode. Pretty good. We thank you. Great time to be a fight fan